welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. Okay, y'all, we have an amazing guest today on the podcast. Say hello to Meredith Dean. Hello, hello. (laughs) Just happy to be here. Yeah. And if you want to watch this, by the way, it's on YouTube as well on Caroline's Matchmaker channel. So Meredith Dean is a digital branding and career consultant, community builder, travel and lifestyle content creator. And she is a university educator, former journalist, speaker and entrepreneur, and she focuses on DEI initiatives. And Meredith and I, okay, Meredith has changed my life. So I just want to say that up front. already crying at the beginning of this podcast we're gonna start crying immediately all right so here's the deal I hired Meredith I I was at a real standstill with my social media and if anyone's been following me on at Caroline's Matchmaker on Instagram Facebook TikTok you know all of it LinkedIn Twitter my energy and focus was not on social media because I'm a business owner and I did not have time to be creating cool reels and, and, you know, putting out all this content and stuff because I was trying to work on managing my business, trying to get with people for education, sales, coaching, matchmaking, imagine having to do all that plus social media. So Meredith announces that she has gone out on her own and that she is going to start working with people with social media, training them and whatnot. And I was like, okay, that sounds amazing. So I set up a consultation with her, just like a 20 minute freebie consultation consultation. And then we did like a one hour meeting at the people's market. And she went through everything with me, taught me all this kind of stuff. We even created a reel that very day. And then I was like, you know, that was good. I'm going to do another hour. So I did another hour. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hire Meredith for like her small program. And then um, we started churning out like two reels a week and she was doing stories for me every day. And then she took, completely took over for a little bit. And then the next month I was like, let's have Meredith do everything for me for a month. And that's when, I mean, even before that, all of a sudden, tons and tons of applications coming in, like new people finding my stuff. I know she's, she's uh, snapping her fingers on the, on the, uh, the video. And, and I realized that what was happening was I was creating this content. She was creating this content for me and, you know, I was showing up for it and doing the work that you need to do to really get out there. And people were finding me organically. I don't pay for advertising. This is really word of mouth and, you know, um, search engine optimization, but all of a sudden people are telling me, oh yeah, I have no idea how I really found you. I was just on Facebook one day and all of a sudden I saw your reel come across or same with Instagram. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So even though they weren't following me, I was showing up. So that's all about brand awareness, all that kind of stuff. And so Meredith has been amazing. Then after she did that whole big thing for me, and it's not inexpensive to hire Meredith, what she did was she trained somebody on my staff to learn how to do everything. So I hired her for another month to help her train people. And then frankly, another month just to oversee. So it has been a journey working with Meredith. She's been phenomenal. I recommend anybody that's listening, if you want to do better social media content or 
LinkedIn, like there's a thousand things she does and we'll talk about all that at the end. Um, definitely um, go to the Dean's List and we'll put all the, in the show notes, everything. But what I really want to talk to y'all about today with Meredith is, okay, there's a lot of, uh, there's various um, dating apps that connect to your social media. And so I want to talk about the importance of your presence on social media and what that looks like, because that's your brand. No matter what you think, that is your brand. And if people are scrolling back in your in your timeline, in your feed, and they see you with somebody that looks like a love interest, or um, they see you acting out in some kind of zany way where it's like, does that really represent you still? Like, at what point, so I want to talk about that. Let's start that conversation. And I have like a thousand questions around it, but just, just give me your opinion right now, Meredith, on the importance of your presence on social media and what you're putting out there and how to be authentic. Well, I couldn't agree more with everything that you just said. And thank you for the sweet compliments. Um, number one, the way I like to look at, at brands is think about if you even want to go to a restaurant, what are you looking up first? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm on Instagram. You're on Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're thinking about dating someone and maybe you matched with them on Hinge or Tinder or Bumble, where are you looking at them first? Yeah, same. Social same. media. Instagram, yeah, social absolutely. media, because you want to make sure that, that that person is maybe the same that they're presenting on that mm-hmm. app. So your brand is, is huge and you're going to get one shot at it, right? So people are going to go look at your Instagram, see if that works for you. If it doesn't, they're moving on to the next match really quickly. So how can we make this really awesome social media profile that will also make you attractive to that person that's your potential love match? Um, so like you're saying, you know, you want to make sure that you are cleaning up your past too to make sure that, that represents the person that you are currently. So if you're seeing all these pictures of exes all the time, they're gonna think, man, you're still hung up on that person, mm-hmm. even if it's just because you haven't looked at that stuff in the past, you haven't thought about it, but maybe that person has. So my key to this is our archive things. I don't believe in deleting your past, right? That's okay. how you become the person that you are today. So I don't think you need to totally get rid of it. I think it's great. We learn something from every relationship we're in. So mm-hmm. archive it, meaning it's not going to show up on your profile. You're not going to see it there, but it's still in your archived material. So it, it's in a totally different section. It's not deleted from the world. It's not off the servers. It okay. is archived. And is certain- that like you click on the three dots and it clicks? archive there's an option just to click archive okay delete you hit archive yeah love that okay that's great um I do think it's important sometimes to have like maybe one picture of your ex I'm like okay that's okay it shows that you've been in a relationship and you know that that does exist so like I'm okay with one would you agree yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, it also shows people maybe your sexual orientation too. So yeah. maybe they understand, oh, this person does date men. So it's funny because for my profile, a lot of people have thought because I'm so pro female empowerment and yeah. I just love women so much, people have actually thought that I was a lesbian and asked and it's actually not my orientation. So okay. great. But I think that's a, that's a great point is it's okay to still have an ex. I mean, I definitely still have a couple pictures of my exes from years prior and I'm not deleting them out of my lives. They, they mm-hmm. meant to me at that point, but yes. You- okay. That's perfect. What do you, what's your opinion on filters? I think, <laughs> I think in this world, I mean, you've seen on TikTok, you have a great presence mm-hmm. on TikTok. It mm-hmm. scares me yeah. how much people can change from one mm-hmm. to another. Um, and what AI is doing, I mean, it is totally, it can even slim your face. Oh yeah. 
Um, and that's just not reality. It's not good for people's mental health. It's also right. not good for men's expectations. Women kind of know these filters. They've seen them a lot, but sometimes men might not realize it's an actual filter. So they think mm -hmm. all women look like that. And that's just in media in general, right? You know, yes. we think that all women are this perfect body and, and whatever, but, but I really think that the rise of influencers who are showing body hair, who are showing that they have cellulite, mm. those are the ones that are actually doing the best now, or women yeah. that aren't even wearing makeup on camera mm -hmm. and showing the realness. So I'm all for not, not getting all done and having a million filters. Yeah, totally. So I never use filters. Um, just because you're very good about that. Why? Yeah. Like, who cares? I'm not trying to impress anybody. Like my message out to people is like, let me give you some good content that will be useful to you. I'm not expecting people to think I'm hot or beautiful, or it does not matter what this is. I mean, I need to look presentable, but I need to be factual and I need to be um, helpful, period. That's what it's about. And I think that we've gotten so caught up in society with, we need to look so good and we need to, I mean, that being said, I mean, I got the nails, I got the makeup on, I'm, I did great. my hair. I'm going to look the best I can but I'm not going to use a filter to make me look like somebody I'm not because it's setting people up. Then they meet you. And it's like, wait, who are you? Are you does... that same person? But then you could even argue, you could mm -hmm. even argue going into makeup. makeup. Yeah, you could. Makeup is a filter in real life, right? That's not what you actually look right. like. Right. But if you're showing up looking like you do online, then it's okay. You're not masking yes. anything for sure. Exactly. Um, Something I have noticed women do is they'll take the picture of themselves from high up to make them look like they're four sizes smaller. Oh, yes. um, stop it, please. It does not matter. I don't know how many times I have to say this. It doesn't matter what size you are. If you're online dating, show exactly what you look like and there will be somebody who thinks you're hot. Absolutely. I Period. Totally yeah. I now, totally whether you like them or not is a different story. But like the more transparent you are, because the worst thing in the world is to show up to a date and the person looks at you and they're like, wait, this is not what I signed up for. If you think that you're going to trick them by the, the hot picture and then, and then get them to fall in love with you based on your personality or something, that's not how it works. Show what you look like. You were beautiful at any size. Let it go. I loved Lizzo. I don't know if you, did you see yesterday? I, I saw it come I didn't across see my anything she did yesterday. Oh. But I love Lizzo. I don't know when she did this, but yesterday I saw, and um, I saw that she did this um, little speaking point that said, I don't want to be thin. I don't want to lose weight. She says, because like, I need all this energy to be able to perform. And it's interesting because and we're going to go to my girl, Taylor Swift, because I just watched Miss <laughs> for those of you that. who Is don't know, happening? I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, we'll tag her on this. Um, she said in Miss Americana that she, there was a period of time where she just wasn't eating and she had an eating disorder and, um, and she um, was trying to look very thin and she was questioning to herself, is it normal that halfway through my show, I feel like I'm going to pass out. And then at the end of my show, I'm just done. Just like peel me off the floor. I'm using my own words. And now she's definitely a healthier weight. Um, and she is not complaining that I've heard about any issues to do with her health. So that being said, um, it's, and, you know, I work with men with, you know, in, you know, heterosexual relationships that are saying to me, um, I don't want a size zero, a size two woman. I want something to hold on to. So I, I really wish that we could all just let go 
and of this narrative. Like who created it anyway about slim I think, that, I think in general and tiny and ugh. I think um, Ariana Grande actually had a really, really good post the other day that she put out. My thing is like, I don't talk about people's bodies. Like yeah. you have no right. I don't think anyone has any right to say anything about anyone's body at any time. That's right. You never know what people are going through mentally. You never know what yeah. their situation is in life. And yeah. every, everyone is beautiful. Literally everyone is so beautiful and yes. every single culture. And I just don't, I, I just don't understand why people even want to comment. I think it's dumb. It's so horrible. The things that people write about on online is just absolutely terrible. And so as a result, getting back to our original conversation, you know, I do think that people are sometimes apprehensive about sort of really putting themselves out there and really saying their truth because they're afraid. Oh, what if that person judges me or forwards this on to somebody else? And it's funny because sometimes I'll post something and it'll have like 15 shares or something. And I'm like, who's sharing this? Who's looking at this? You know, it's like, you don't know who's looking at it, but it's the same with just people when you're sometimes when people are single and they're dating, they feel very vulnerable and they don't really want to put themselves out there too much. So what do you suggest to that kind of person that maybe they want to create a little social media presence, but they don't know how much or how far to go? Like, what do you recommend that they do? So I think I under, I understand the trepidation to being mm-hmm. afraid to put yourself out there. And I think everyone's uh, capacity for what they're, they're capable of putting out there is going to be different and you mm-hmm. have to follow what is going to work for you mental health wise. But I think it does the world a disservice by not sharing your knowledge that you have with the world or your experiences. Cause you never know how it's going to hit for another person or how it's going to change their life. Um, mm-hmm. I think words really matter and you have the ability to lift people up or you can tear them down. And mm-hmm. I think that it it's really important for us to focus on the former because uh, there is a lot of negativity in the world, but there's also a lot of positivity and follow the right people on social media. If you get a weird feeling from watching someone's content or, or you're seeing this model and it's really hurting your feelings, or you feel like it's not mm-hmm. content that is bringing you to a, a new level in your life, unfollow or mute. You know, mm. even for me, I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea. That's okay. That is totally fine. You can go ahead and unfollow me or, or mute me, but for countless other people, they've gone, wow, that, that one post you made that really changed my whole day around. I was having the worst day. Thank you. So I would say, don't, don't hide yourself with the great knowledge you have to give. Just make sure what you're putting out is it's educational, it's uplifting Mm -hmm. and it's kind. And if you got those three things, you're good to go. I love that. Yes. Always be helpful. That's beautiful. Um, what do you think is how, how can we meet people maybe a little more organically in real life? I know you're very much into, you're all over the place. You're doing fun things all the time. What do you recommend to people? So uh, the Dean's List is all about, uh, you know, helping your online presence while making an offline impact. There's nothing more important than in-person interaction. So there's a couple of different things you can do in Charlotte and beyond, but one of my favorite events, which you can meet the most incredible people, and I'm not saying that this is a dating event, but you're meeting people that have the same values as you, which I think Mm -hmm. is really important, just like how some people want to meet at synagogue or mosque or church. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, Creative Mornings has been phenomenal, meeting some of my best friends some people I look up to so much and you never know, you might meet someone there that could be your future husband or, or wife. Um, so creative mornings is a free event every Friday of each month. First so Friday, first, right? First. Yeah. It's normally first Friday. First, to be okay. Friday. 
Uh it's free and it's in the morning and it's like a variety show. You are, there's all these different games. There's a keynote speaker, kind of like a Ted talk. Um, Uh There's 60 second pitches where people are able to pitch what they have going on in the community. But to me, it's one of the best events and you're going to meet a lot of incredible people there and super diverse people too. Um, Uh Another thing is there's a Charlotte hot girl walks. If you're looking to meet new friends, they're free. They just get together in a different place in South end and hang out. Charlotte social club just had 400 people get together at vinyl. Um, my friend Katie Sheehan put it on and she just posted a video on TikTok and said, Hey, would just love to meet people organically show up here. This is where it's going to be. We'd love to see you 400 people showed up. Oh my God. I love it. I love that. So there's people are craving connection at all times. Mm -hmm. It's just about finding those right organizations that tend to kind of fit what, what your values and what your mission is. That's great. We're going to put those links in the notes. Um, I have another question back to social media a little bit. Let's talk about stories and people watching you on your stories. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'll sometimes, okay. So there's a woman that I did some coaching with and she, she went on a date with a guy and he, he said, you know, he, he wasn't interested in pursuing anything with her. He wasn't in the right frame of mind, whatever, whatever it was. She comes back to me. She's like, he's literally watching every single story of mine and liking it or loving it or whatever. Does it mean anything in your opinion if somebody is watching your stuff? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And it's also ranked by an order of who's looking at your stuff the most. So, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, you it, need to teach it, us it about that. It means I don't know anything about that. Okay, so one of the the first couple of people you see when you look at the people who look at your story, that's who's watching your stuff the most consistently, supposedly. So it's not an order, chronological order. It's not in in chronological order, like who saw it at a certain time. It's, well, I mean, at the beginning it is, right? When you first post something and you see those are the first people that see it. But say you're 15 hours into a story you just posted. Mm -hmm normally going to be an order of who is, has interacted with your profile the most. So, so when you say interacted, does that mean they have to like it or love it? Or is it just looking the voyeur? That That's, that's probably a question for Instagram and for okay. their, their creators. Cause of course, algorithm is changing all the time, but yes. from what I've heard, from what I've understood, especially with some of my girlfriends who've gone through a breakup and they're seeing their ex pop up yeah. a lot up there, yeah. they are looking at your stories the most. Okay. And here's a question that I have for you. It's a very specific question. I was on Instagram last night and at 1130, I think when you and I were, were chatting back and forth and I noticed something that I hadn't really noticed before I went into view insights. Okay. And it talked about, they talk about exit, um, forward. What is it? Backward. Yeah. Exiting. What's that? Explain that. So um, you can have multiple frames when you have a story, right? You post one story, post a second story, a third story, meaning there's three frames. Mm -hmm. So people are able to exit out, like they they just don't even look at stories anymore, or they hit forward on the side of their screen, on the right-hand side of their screen to go to the next slide, or they hit backward. So they rewatched it. They rewatched that same slide. Or they, they could look at stuff you've done before that slide. So say you're on number five, it comes across their feed. Then they're like, wait, what else has she done? And she, or he done back, back, back. Okay. Um, that's interesting just to notice in terms of engagement. And if you're kind of like watching somebody watching you, it's like, Ooh, 
but you can't, you don't know the specific person that did it. You no, just I didn't know who actually that. did that or who shared it or who saved it. You don't Although that- you can see who saves it on TikTok. Yes, yes. Which is so interesting to me. I'm like, wait a minute, who just saved it? And then we're going to look That's at them cool. and see who it is. Is that somebody I need to follow back? All that kind of stuff. Or did they just go the, there, the not follow me, save it? The key to all of this though, as we're talking about it, yeah. don't overthink it. No. Do not overthink it. A lot of people tend to think, oh, my ex wants to be with me again. If they're yes. the ones that are looking at your story all the time, that's yeah. not necessary. No, actions. So here's where it's confusing. It's like they say actions speak louder than words. And it looks like an action when somebody is watching you and your stories, but in actuality, it's not, it's, it's a passive action. Here's what a real action looks like. Somebody is interested in you. They text you, they call you, they ask you out. They want to get together. They want to know what's inside your brain. They're excited about you. They want to touch you. They want to kiss you. They want to marry you, whatever it is, but it's not just looking at your freaking stories. Amen. Amen. Here's the action. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So yes. it's a small action, but we'll call it a passive one. And yeah, it's... stop thinking they want to get back together with uh-uh. you. Taking an action just by looking at your stuff. That's so passive. It is. They're going to slide into those DMs. I have three friends who have gotten married from DMs that came that slid in on Instagram. And it was because it was a good DM that came in. It was something that had to do with something they were doing. They were genuinely interested. They had that conversation and went from there. They didn't just like their posts. Okay. So that's a great thing to talk about. You don't think it's creepy for somebody to just reach out to someone that they've never met before based on a a post. And what's the best way to do it? That's what Nick Jonas did for Priyanka. Oh my God. He slid into her DMs. I mean, I think, you know, of course it's based on how you do it. It's what your relationship is with that person. Priyanka was like, I love that. That showed his confidence. And yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with that personally Mm -hmm. at all. So Um, what's, what's like a good opener? It needs to be based on something you're already doing. Okay. So they saw a story and they go, Mm -hmm. wow, I, that event looks really cool. You know, can you tell me more about it? Do you have a link? Mm Because then you're showing that you have shared interest. That's one of the next thing is giving someone their flowers, giving them their kudos. So I saw you put on that really amazing event. I can only imagine how, how long that took for you to put that on, or Mm -hmm. maybe it was an accomplishment. You won a real estate award. Congratulations. That's huge. Proud of you. So you're, you're, you're giving them a little bit of personal feedback versus you look hot in that picture. Right. That's the worst. The worst is the fire emojis. Like just stop. Absolutely not. (laughs) Wait, does that mean I need to stop doing that? It's different. It's different for your girlfriends. It's different. It, it's if you're trying to use that as a pickup technique. You exactly. Know? <laughs> I love your eyes. <laughs> you're hot. No, don't do that, please. And then always ask a question, I think yeah. would be good to like, kind of let's hit the ping pong ball back and forth. Same with the online dating. That's what you want to do. You don't want to just respond to somebody. Cause it's like, are they just responding? Do they not want to engage with me? That kind of thing. Okay. This I love is- the question. Cause I think right? that curiosity is a love language that is not talked about enough. And I'm, I'm, since my background is journalism, mm-hmm. you know, I, a lot of times in the one that I'm the one that's asking the questions I've even had someone in the past on a date say, wow, it sounds like you're interviewing me. And it was because he, he wasn't giving me anything. I mean, yeah. he wasn't asking me any questions. So I wasn't yes. able to really get me out. <laughs> that is so funny. I get, I get that with date feedback. Um, oh, it felt like an interview. I felt like I was on a business lunch, this, that, and the other. And it's because somebody or other is not 
engaging organically with, with the other. Um, all right. So uh, we're going to wrap up in a few minutes, but what I want to ask you is, can you explain, you know, a little bit about your 20, nine, what is it? 20 under 20? Is that what it's 20 called? 20 under 20 awards. Yeah. yeah. Explain that, please. So we are the only 20 under 20 awards in all the Southeast. And this is for 14 to 19 year old phenomenal teens who are making an impact on their community in Charlotte. Um, so this could be in academic achievements. It could be in community endeavors, um, just even ways that they are helping their peers and showing leadership. So we do this at Ray Ward uh, in December of this year, and it's really beautiful. We bring all the honorees and their parents and the people who have gotten them to where they are. People can serve on the selection committee. Uh, students can self-nominate or be nominated by someone else. They just have to be 14 to 19 before the 20 under 20 award ceremony in December. But even the North Carolina Office of the Governor uh, and the mayor have supported our program, which is really special. So if somebody wanted to nominate someone for that, how do they do that? They go to www.thedeanslist.me slash 20 under 20, and they can nominate someone. And we are looking for sponsors. So if you want to get your name out to thousands um, mm -hmm. and also to people who are really making an impact in the community, this is a great event to sponsor. Okay. Lovely. And then tell us a little bit about the mentoring and the education movement that you are involved in. Yeah, so um, I think mentoring is the most important thing that, that people can do or be a mentee because we all need to grow from, you know, learning from each other. So I believe in the 33% rule, you should always uh, be lifting up 33% of people in your life. So mentoring them, you should uh, interact with 33% of people who are on your level, who are trying to get to the next phase in their life so you can relate. And then 33% of people in your life that you can look up to. So someone that is mentoring you as well. Um, so we do mentor events at Queens University. We've done it at UNCC, um, all sorts of different universities, but uh, also our, our selection committee mentors are honorees for 20 under 22. Wonderful. And then the last thing is, I know that you have some kind of trip coming up. I don't know, it's probably sold out by now, but it looks like you're starting to gather women together to do international travel. Tell us about that. Yeah. And not just women either. So, you know, I, I, my, my dream when I was little was to be a reporter for CNN and travel all over the world. Right. And mm -hmm. it's changed a little bit over time. And now I, I am able to travel with groups of people who are kind, open-minded, uh, good humans. They could be entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, uh, but looking to, to bring a group to Morocco in October of 2024, because our Bali trip sold out in a week. Um, so that will be May, 2024. And we have all ages, genders, uh, industries, backgrounds. It's, uh, we are so excited. It's going to be a great group for Bali. And then, um, if you are interested in traveling with me, you can go to my Instagram link. There's a survey that you fill out and you'll be the first to know when that trip drops. Love it. You're doing such great things. Is there anything that I've missed? Because I know you do a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Well, if someone wants to hire me to help them with their yep. social media, uh, or they need event coverage on social media, live coverage mm -hmm. there, I'm happy to help or a workshop for their entire team. I love teaching. Um, that's one of my favorite things is empowering other people with those skills to, to go mm -hmm. off and do great things for their brand. Wonderful. Uh, Meredith, do you have a favorite philanthropy that you give to? My gosh, there's so many. Um, so Habitat Aid Initiative is my family's nonprofit. We take groups to mm -hmm. Kenya every single year. Um, so we'll be taking a group of 18 coming up here in six weeks. So uh, Habitat Aid is to help build girls' schools, wells, and clinics in Western Kenya. My dad lived there for a long time, got malaria, had to come back to the U.S., um, but we're all about supporting uh, women in, in that Kwasera region. 
Wow. Awesome. Okay, great. Meredith, thank you so much for your time. It was precious for me and um, very, very, very helpful. Good. So glad. Thank you, Lori. You're the best. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.